Welcome back to the EDBC podcast. Eric Dobratz and Brian Coleman. Uh, we're taping on a Sunday night. We've been trying to tape for about 15 minutes, but unfortunately, Brian cannot work a computer in the year 2022. How are you, Brian? I'm good. Things are, uh, you know, complicated. There's buttons and stuff. Well, I think you spilled Miller's Light, Miller Light over the keyboard at one point. That might be the uh, I wouldn't do that. I'm a professional in that area. No. How are you doing, pal? You should be jacked up. You just had a I am win. jacked up. Mark from Anna. Can Anna. you believe it? Canna, canna, gonna, canna, gonna. Yeah. Uh, by the way, how great was the replay of his swing from the first baseline when he hits the home run in the ninth? Mets came back to win, beat the Phillies. Today. They gave up the lead with the eighth inning, right? And then Canna, who tied the game earlier, hits a two-run homer in the ninth. Yeah, yeah, huge game. Uh, they were down yeah. 4 nothing after the first. They brought a kid up from Syracuse, up from AAA, because they have pitching injuries and the bullpen's all – everything's – Bullpens like me after three days of the, you know, sitting without any exercise, everything's backed up. So the bullpen's backed up, a little starting pitching hurts. So they brought up a guy from Syracuse, had a rough game, uh, gave up seven runs, but in the grand scheme of things, ate up five innings, which was huge. And then they get this other guy who I'd never heard of today, a left-hander who was working at a bank a year ago. He gave him three strong innings. It was so the Mets getting by two guys none of us have ever heard of and left hanging around, hanging around, came back. Tied the game at seven. You're right. The Gene Segur, who always kills the Mets, it's a bottom home run on the bottom of the eighth. Mets come right back, top of the ninth. I, I'm sorry, top of the ninth. And then Edward Diaz holds on for a thrilling, heart pounding. Oh, give me a break. I can't take much more of this win and a great uh, series win for the Mets. Dramatic, ten, Eric. 10 9. Statement they, win. 10 9. They come back to win. The Phillies bullpen stinks still, as usual. But you mentioned it. Some guy named Budo gives him four innings, gives up seven runs. Then Fisher mm-hmm. comes in for three. Trevor May and Diaz give up a couple of runs each, but it doesn't matter. Mets win it 10 to nine. Yeah, that's one of those. If you're making the World Series tape after uh, you win the World Series in November, this that's is one, one of those ones. games that's going to be on there, right? That's one, of, that's one of the ones that sticks out. You know, it's a bit, it's a divisional game. The Astros had beaten the Braves. The Braves, you know, could have came in today three games out. Uh, in second place, chasing the Mets. So the Braves losing plus the uh, opportunity to win three out of four in Philly after a yep. long, you know, close out a long road trip. Yeah, I mean, the Mets just, we, uh, us Mets fans are always like, eh, we're always waiting for the worst. But uh, this team is rolling right now. Even after losing three or four at Atlanta, they get a little something special going on. And it was on display this afternoon in the city of brotherly love. And now they go to back to New York, but to Yankee Stadium, that city field. They got uh, Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom lined up against Domingo Herman and Frankie Montas. So the Mets with the uh, winning the two games in Queens last month have a pretty good shot to win them both at Yankee Stadium as well. Little uh, question, little question if, if uh, DeGrom's going to pitch on Tuesday now. Taiwan Walker, uh, who missed his start today, which is why the young guy, Budo, uh, Budo, Budo, Budo was brought up. He might go Tuesday. They might pick, pick I'm sorry, they might push Jake back a couple days. Um, if that makes sense for the ball club, great. But I think from a fan's point of view, you'd rather see uh, DeGrom against the Yankees in Yankee Stadium. But uh, we'll see. And uh, hopefully the weather works out tomorrow night, Monday night in the New York City area. Eh, a little iffy, but hopefully we'll get a ball game in. Yeah, it does not look good. Hopefully it's one of those summertime things where it's we haven't gotten rain in two months, and all of a sudden they're going to wash out the world. The uh, Subway Series It's the last thing we need, playing some doubleheader in September where it doesn't mean anything because both uh, teams have secured spots, or you know what I mean, whatever. But 
we'll keep our eyes on that. But yeah, yeah good win for the Yankees today as well. They were uh, up two to one, and then Toronto tied the game in the seventh inning because Aaron Boone got outmanaged by some guy I never heard of, who's the interim manager for the Blue Jays. Mm. I don't know if you saw this, but basically, uh, didn't. Jonathan Loisega came in with a two-one lead in the seventh inning, and I'm, this is a minutia, but I'm only sharing it because it just annoys me how. Aaron Boone often gets caught with his pants down, but what happened was he gives up a bloop single, gets a fielder's choice, and then a walk. They got a right-handed batter coming up. They announce a pinch hitter, a lefty. So what does Boone do? He takes Lewisig out, who wasn't fooling anyone, obviously, but brings in Wandy Peralta, and then the Toronto manager then brings in George Springer. You have to know he's going to bring Springer in to hit if you go to Peralta. Everyone in the ballpark knows that. Springer gets a base hit. Then they get a bases loaded walk, tie game 2 2. I mean, it's just one of those little things where you see it too. No, often, you're right. You're right. Where the other manager seems like they're a step ahead of what Boone and his cronies are thinking. You're right. Again, they win the game. They get a big two run home run from Andrew Benintendi in the bottom of the eighth inning. Yankees win at 4 2, get seven outs out of the bullpen from Lou Trevino, of all people. So the Yankees, after losing, I think it was what they lost three and 13 or something like that, four and yeah. 14 in the month of uh, August. Worst record to, in Major League Baseball. So they were, they were gonna get swept in a four-game sweep by Toronto if they didn't pull this game out today. So uh push you know. the lead back to eight games in the National League. So it's it's it just amazes me, Brian, that they've been so bad for they, they I think in their last 45 games, there were like five games under 500. And Toronto yeah. has basically gained a game. Yeah. Speaks I mean, to the cushion, speaks to uh the cushion that they had, but also speaks to no one's grabbed it by the throat. No one's like no one's going on a super hot streak in that division. So, uh, but the Yankees still don't look great to me. I don't know. They had a a dust up today. I think where uh, Aaron Judge got, got hit, hit with a pitch. You know what? Though I was listening to it on the radio. Uh, mm. Judge got hit by a pitch. Didn't like it, and he doesn't say two words ever. So that just tells you how frustrated he is. By the way, mm-hmm. um, says something to the effect of, "Hey, hey," the pitcher for the Blue Jays, who's known to have a little bit of a temper, says, "I didn't mean to do it." Garrett Cole jumps over the dugout fence to come on the field. This this has happened before between these two teams. Yeah. And then the pitcher for the Blue Jays kind of diffused things by walking up to Judge and putting his hand on his shoulder and said, hey, man, I didn't mean to hit you. Judge pat him on the back and said, okay, no problem. He said and something, like, game, a, he said something like, I've, I've had my – the guy, what did the pitcher say for the – Blue Jays say, "Hey, I wasn't trying to hit him. My sinker has been. I haven't. My sinker has been right. That pitch has been right for like six games or something, or six starts." And then after the game, they asked him about Garrett Cole jumping over the dugout, and he says, "Well, if Garrett Cole wants to do something. He can come past the Audi sign next time and come." I didn't. There was an Audi sign, but okay. Here did I. Here did I. I mean, Garrett Cole seems like a really tough guy as long as he's surrounded by twenty-five other guys. Or, I mean, I guess if you're a bullpen, like a ceiling in the bullpen of the clubhouse, you're in danger from getting hurt by Garrett Cole, but. Sort of getting tired of his act, so whatever. He's better. He's ornery. Yeah, that's the best way to describe him. Is he's ornery, and they you say Scherzer's be- ornery, Chris Sale's ornery. Like these guys are so high strung. That works like, well. When, that's cool. You put up with that when you win, and Garrett Cole hasn't pitched really well lately, as from what I can tell. I mean, not no, he's, he hasn't been awful, but he, he, he hasn't pitched like your ace. So I mean, he's given you know, up five runs. Five, he's given up five runs five times this year. Okay. That's that that was a stat that I saw about that. So yeah, yeah that okay. doesn't that's not great. But then someone else said CC Sabathia in 2009 gave up five runs or more, I think six times. So okay, well that there that's different though. 
Yeah. Okay. The, you know, and well, they're both. They're saying that they're both supposedly the A's. The Yankees won a World Series that year. I'm yeah, not defending Garrett Cole. He's been disappointing. So, yeah, he um, has been. So, Nestor Cortez was great today. Six innings, gave up a couple of runs. Or excuse me, one run, six innings, five strikeouts, one walk. So yeah, and so you know the Yankees still have that nice big lead. Again, eight games is still a nice, is a really nice lead on August twenty first. So, yep. uh, I, I don't know. Again, we've passed the whole like, oh, you know, the, the regular season is what it is. They're going to win the division, even if they, even if they crawl to the finish line, they're going to win the division. Yeah, you guys know you've talked about this. This is the Yankees, man. Okay, you you don't have success in the postseason. It's all it's, it's all for nothing. We don't want to hear about it. The one thing yeah, I will you get bounced out in like the divisional round, heads should roll. Hundred percent, they won't, but they should. Hundred yeah. percent. The one thing that too bothers me is the Yankees continuing. Marwin Gonzalez started in right field today. The guy hasn't had a hit in two months. When Why did Marwin, Mar- Marwin Gonzalez? I thought it was. When did we see? He's been on the Yankees the entire year, Brian. Exactly. Really? Yeah, he was, was on win. Had a had a very good yeah he was know, a Houston yep he was and an then played for Boston Red Sox last year did not have a good year Yankees pick him up as a veteran utility type guy doesn't hit hmm. Aaron Hicks is still not hitting no Aaron Hicks doesn't hit anymore this kid they brought up Oswaldo Cabrera who is not even their top prospect has just been unreal the last week that's yeah. how made a nice play today Rob saw that played, played right field I think three times in his life and robbed the guy of a home run the other night Saturday. So we have a Yankee of, Stadium. That's a that's just a pop fly. He's playing yeah, just, right. just a fly ball in Yankee Stadium. But he's you know he's like you, you get excited like Brett Beatty. I mean the guys had an incredible week. We should talk about that for a minute. You know we still like seeing these young guys. And the the, the reason why the Yankees are no longer the Yankees George Steinbrenner's Yankees mm. is because George would cut guys or send people packing without worrying about the payroll. The Yankees yeah. will not do that. They got rid of Gallo. They traded him, but. Who's playing okay? By the way, he's he's playing pretty well for the Dodgers. Hey, listen, he said it himself. He couldn't handle New York. He's one. Of, it's too much. It's too yeah. much. He couldn't handle it. Couldn't handle it. He said he said as much to the Athletic. It was too much pressure. Yeah. Off. Okay, that's couldn't cool. Do it. Go out in LA, man. Go play, play the LA, young guys. Play yeah. the young guys in my book. Uh, Beatty's been great. Hit a home run as first at bat. He's made a couple errors in the field. Yeah, he's a little. Uh... He oh. he he came up as advertised as being uh, a little bit all of a stick work no in, glove a little bit of work in progress in, in at in at third base which is where he's going to play of course you know yeah. oh let me do it Eric you know who else came back came up with that reputation oh that, those many years ago it was one Mister David Wright that's right ended up winning a Gold Glove so I'm not saying that's going to happen and Brett Beatty did have a great moment he, you know the TV the SNY cameras were on his mom and dad in the stands his first at bat when he hit that two run tater down at Atlanta and that was a very cool moment. Um, I thought his mom was Ann Wilson Hart. I was like, oh no, she just looks like her. Um, he's cooled off since then, but like, uh, but yeah, I mean he's a rookie thrown into a pennant race. He's hitting eighth, um, so you know it's like they're asking a bat cleanup or be a savior. But uh, it's kind of cool to see I, he has cooled down. We'll see how many more at-bats he gets as the Mets hopefully get a little healthier. And the Mets, as I said to someone this weekend, who also enjoy, for some reason, enjoys being a Mets fan. I don't know why we do it. Um, here's the part where you get nervous because I was, if you look at the Mets schedule in September, it is, I mean, you, 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 UConn basketball would think this is a hard schedule the Mets have in September. It is. I mean, they have three games with the Brewers, three games at the end of the season last weekend with the Braves, the last three they played with the Braves. Other than that, it is a lot of 
Pittsburgh's, a lot of uh, Miami's, a lot of Washington Nationals. It is not a daunting schedule. And that no, it's great. And the best part about that is you can rest guys. You can line up your pitching however you want it. Hey, that's See, the advantage from winning the – I mean, they're what, three games? See, that's 40? the difference between you and Yankees fans and Mets fans, between having 27 banners and having two banners. I'm like, whoa, whoa, set up the rotation. Well, we're only only a four-game league. Can we tap the brakes here, give guys a rest? Let's take care of business first. Listen, they lost three or four in Atlanta. I get it. I'm sure that made you a little nervous. But at the same time, you come back and take care of business. The Braves had to play Houston. They lost today, so the lead's back to four. Yeah, they still want two out of three out of Houston. I, I, and you know, as I was saying, and I'm sure probably the Braves fans are saying too, going, why can't that team ever lose? I mean, they're both playing really good ball, and Atlanta's a really good team. They're not going to go away. Um, they're a young team. They're healthy. They're really, they're really young. They're going to be good for a long. They keep time. bringing up prospects left and right too. They're they good. Just, yeah, and they're really good. And they just signed um, the kid they brought up uh, in May. They're center Austin fielder. Riley. They're smart. Not Austin Riley. Uh, turn, I'm trying to think of his name. I could Google it because I'm so bad at this. But you know, here he is. He's a young guy. He just signed. They just signed the guy. Like, screw it. We're going to take care of, care of this right now. He signed up to an eight year contract extension. Just did. Kind of like what the Cleveland Indians did back in the early nineties. Yeah, exactly. That's the Jim was, Tomes and Manny Ramirez. That, that is exactly what. And I don't know who did it, but that was exactly what uh, the comparison was this weekend. That's what they're doing. Lock up the young talent, and you know, cost effective, smart. But, yeah, the Braves are going to stick around, and I'm sure Toronto's going to play good ball uh, in the American League East, but I think the Yankees will be okay, at least for the regular season. So let me ask you this real quick, because I thought about you the other day, and, I, and you're a Mets uh, fan. Sure no, no, did. no. Listen. So um, do the, the Mets, are they broadcasting um, baseball games, or are they directing movies over there? What, what is going on here with the Mets? They are doing black and white coming out of the bullpen. Tell me about it. Do you like it? Are you happy with some of the things they're trying? I mean, if you're if you're a fan, you know what I'm talking about. I've only caught a little bit of it. I was away this weekend, but last week they were um, they got are some nice sitting, press. They got some nice press last week. Are you sitting in your glass house looking for a pebble or two, or even a stone to throw yeah. with no. the Yankees? With uh, you know, with you know. They're, I can't even find. I can't even find the Yankees. What are the? Are you going to answer my question or not? You going to answer my question or not? What's wrong with it? It's cool. I think it's cool. No, I like but it. I didn't I, say I, anything I, was wrong with I it. Think I think I think sometimes it's a little corny. They're doing this whole like, like from like they think we used to like this whole like split screen. Like they're like they're they're panning in, they're panning out. I'm not going to get all technical here. Yeah, why not? Sure. I don't like the split screen when and I at self. It's a little like, annoying, especially selfishly because if you want to cut a highlight and they got the split ah. screen. And a guy hits a home run, you're pissed. There you go. There you go. But the one thing that still drives me nuts, and they all do it, Brian, and we're going to take a break after this last point. Every one of these directors are in such, whether it's NFL football, Mm -hmm. they're in such a hurry to show the damn crowd shot of some jackass either doing the thing where he's praying and missing moments. The other day in the Yankee game, I was screaming at the television, because Boone was arguing balls and strikes. You could hear him chirping, and they take a crowd shot, a meaningless crowd shot. Or they, how many times have you seen it, Brian, where they go to a replay of something yeah. and they miss the live action? You hear yeah, the no, actual I got you. sound. It just have yeah. a feel for the game. That's and I understand there's there's replays that are sponsored, et cetera. But mm-hmm. if you hear the manager, the the whole place is mic now. If I hear Buck or I hear Boone or someone chirping, I want the camera on them. Not the Coleman family sitting in the upper deck in left field, drinking a beer and having a couple of hot dogs. 
Okay. Well, yeah, I'll remember that. Don't don't show us in the field the upper left hand upper left field stance. No, I get what you're saying. I mean, you know, they're trying to be. Uh, I don't know what they're trying to be. It's all sports, but I guess you notice it right now more in baseball. But yeah, I don't know if it's the ESPN. I don't know if it's the ESPN factor, but I get it's not great. They just get sometimes they get a little too cute, and this was not enough. They all they all they they all do it. So doing, some, just, doing some resume, doing some resume, real stuff. When you should be just uh, thinking about the game. I got it. I get what you're saying, Eric. The Mets got some press about it this week. That's the only reason I brought it up. I, I knew. I, I, I figured you saw that article in the Times about the Mets uh, SNY game director. Yep. Yeah. I, I, frankly, Scarlett, I don't give a damn. I'm waiting for Hernandez to say. You know what I'm saying? I hear what you're saying. All right. We're going to take a time out. We come back. We're going to talk about the NFL. And we're going to talk about Brian's favorite quarterback of all time. When we come mm, back. Yeah. Can't wait to talk I don't about mean Gary. Tony Eason. Can't wait to talk about Gary Hogeboom. All right. There first, let's talk about Allswell. Allswell, your dream bed starts with Allswell. Allswell believes in the power of a good night's sleep for all. It's been the guiding principle of theirs since launch. We're talking about products that feature innovative technology and unbelievable comfort and support, all without deflating your wallet. The Allswell features the hybrid mattress technology that you've come to know and love, if you've ever experienced the Allswell mattresses, and you should. That, uh, that mattress technology combines the best of both worlds, memory, foam, and individually wrapped coils. It creates a winning blend of comfort and support. The goal was to create an affordable mattress. The result is the Allswell Queen mattress, which starts as low as $345. There is more. You get free shipping, 10-year limited warranty, and a 100-night risk-free trial. Here's another way to save. You listen to this podcast, click wherever you listen it to, the Odyssey app, Apple Music, you know, Spotify, whatever. If you click on any one of our episodes... You'll see a link that'll take you straight to allswellhome.com. If you click on that link and start shopping, you're going to get 15% off your total order. So remember, click on the link in any one of our episodes when you listen to the EDBC podcast. Start shopping at allswellhome.com and get 15% off your total order. So sleep well and save well with Allswell. All right, Brian. So uh, NFL preseason, man, I don't really care much about this type of stuff. Uh, But quick because we're hitting our 10 minute window to our technical problems this podcast can be just a little quicker than last week but quickly I'll, I'll, I'll speak that faster tom brady expected to return to his team this week after being out since august 11th for quote personal reasons mm-hmm. brian what's going on i have to give because we always say like you know this goes it's like the brett Favre treatment where like the media would hang on every you know brett Favre and you'd hear John Madden. i love the fact that this to me I haven't really heard a lot about. I'm shocked that this wasn't a bigger story that Tom Brady sort of just left training camp and nobody knew why, because I don't really care. Yeah. And so maybe selfishly, that's just me. Maybe it should have been a bigger story. Like where's Tom Brady? Why did he leave? I don't know. He left because he doesn't like training camp and he can do whatever the hell he wants to do. He's 45 years old. And apparently he was just hanging with the wife and kids. And I'm surprised you didn't get like, and I don't watch any of that crap, you know, the, the talking head shows on the Fox Sports or the ESPN. I don't know how those shows even stay on the air, but apparently they get, they get ratings. I'm just surprised it wasn't like a 24-7 sports news cycle about is Tom Brady retiring? Is he leaving to join, you know, major? he's going to try and play Major League Baseball? Is he getting, you know, maybe try opera? It just it's kind of a minor story. So, uh, but I thought it was kind of weird that he just sort of left and nobody knew why. Yeah, the one thing I'll say about that, if it's anyone else, he he just he's getting a pass. Again, he's 45 years old, yeah. doesn't want to go to training camp. If this was Patrick Mahomes, if this was the kid kid from the Cardinals, trust me. Yeah, Kyler Murray. Story. If Kyler Murray just yeah, this would be a big story. So 
again, yeah. it's, you're going to piss off the people who think that Brady always gets the benefit of the doubt, yada, yada, yada. So we'll I, follow that. But Brady, I would assume we'll be back some point this week. That's I guess if he's cool. I guess he's cooling out for this team. It's, and we forget because I haven't forgotten. I was thinking about it. Somebody was talking about who might repeat and then in the NFC this year. And we'll, we're going to have a little NFL preview podcast. Uh, maybe next week we'll see uh, how close Brady and the Bucks came to actually going back to the Super Bowl last year. It was, they, oh, they came within a one bad uh, pass defense of beating the Rams. So maybe everybody, including his teammates, is just like, you know, listen, if it was any one of our teammates, it was another quarterback. Look, dude, if we're here down here in Tampa sweating our ass off every day in training camp, your ass should be down here too. And but it's I'm hot. guessing, but I'm guessing that it's Tom Brady. Like, listen, man, it's Tom Brady. He can do what he wants. As long as he shows up and helps us win, we don't care. I, I don't know. I guess. I mean, they have a new coach. They got Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles, ex New York Jet coach, uh, running the ship down there now. Yep. And so I don't know. I was just sort of surprised that we weren't. The media is NFL Twitter wasn't on this thing constantly. Well, listen, it's summertime. The guy doesn't want to be at training camp. No. Maybe he took his family to a movie, Brian. Maybe he's into movies. Maybe, yeah, maybe he's watching. To, maybe he's watching a movie from the eighties, Brian. Me, unlike you, maybe he went. Yeah, we're going to get to that now. He, well, he, and unlike you, maybe he, he maybe actually went to see Top Gun Maverick, or as you say, maybe he saw a movie from the eighties. A lot of great summer movies from the eighties. This is Brian's segment. We're segueing to. Did we see it? Did we like it? Does it hold up? Have our kids watch it this week? A movie from the eighties is. Oh, we are going back to eighty. We're jumping around. We're going to nineteen eighty-seven this year, and I saw that there was another like movie. Out of what this became a franchise. This film started a franchise. It's still kind of still uh, alive today. So we're talking about Predator, the original Predator with Arnold right, Schwarzenegger. So I, I enjoyed the movie at the time in 1987. I don't think it holds up because technology is so much better now than it was then. That's the biggest problem it has going for it. 1987 is what 22, 37 years ago. Um, yeah, 35 years ago. But I got great. You. Some great lines in the movie. Great characters. I think the front half of the movie is terrific with the characters yeah. Jesse Ventura. Uh, yeah, forgive uh, Carl Weathers, a couple of those guys. So I think the front um, hour of the movie is terrific. As those characters get killed off, I think the movie gets a little, alert. little un, some believable issues as far as the actual uh, predator itself. But so you think the yeah. space alien crashing into the Amazon at the exact same time these six commandos happen to be in the area on a whole different sort of mission? Yes, that's stretching that's a little stretch. I get that. It is, but good. It's it's a fun movie. Uh, for for its time, I don't think it holds up today. Have my kids watched it? No, I don't think. I think they could. They might my like kids. it, but we we haven't really done the war genre yet. So yeah, uh, my my kids didn't watch it. I didn't uh, have will not see this. I actually this was between this week was between this and the Goonies, but I can't remember seeing the Goonies, so I was like, I don't have to do a whole too much homework. So yeah. I chose Predator because I I was reading about this new Predator film. Um, and I just love this movie for everything. It's just the cheesy. It embraces its cheesiness. It knows it's cheesy. And listen. But it's still trying to be serious and still trying to be fun. And I love the thing. I just love the – I wish they did more of this where they did the end credits. And Maverick did this too, which I love at the end. Like when they go back to the 80s credits where it's like at the end of the movie, instead of just rolling credits of the cast members – you see, like they're like on camera, like giving like the, I wish we're not we're not on video right now. Just like the thumbs up, like Brian Coleman as Hawker, like Eric Dobretz as Commando. I love that. I love the cheese. No, you're right. All right, listen, we only got four More and a half that. minutes left. We got right. four and a half minutes left. We had some technical issues on the front of this, so we apologize. Uh, we're gonna take one more break. We come back. Brian's gonna have a uh, birthday with. Him. 
Yeah, a little uh, an eclectic list this week. Yes, if I do say so. All right, let's talk about shopping because back to school shopping's underway. Eric, I'm sure you and the missus are doing that. My wife and kids are out there doing that today. And listen, Instacart. You know, I've been talking for months about shopping from home from with Instacart. And it's not just a market. You can go to places like Staples and those types of stores. Check out Instacart.com. And you'll find stores that will actually help you also shop for school stuff, like school supplies. And Instacart's great. Because if you do you go, you do all that, plus, yeah, you can still get this, you, the groceries that you love from the stores that you love. Instacart connects you with personal shoppers. And you can get your groceries delivered that day. You can set up, you know, the exact day and time. I love this part. You can set to designate the time that the shoppers will deliver your groceries to you. So you don't have to wait around all day wondering when they're going to show up. Yeah. And again, hand-selected produce, hand-selected goods by shoppers based on your preferences. And I got to remind you, because we still have a lot, about a month left of summer. This is a great deal by Instacart.com. Between now and September 22nd, get all your grilling favorites, sunscreen, school supplies, whatever you need. If you, you go to Instacart.com, you can get all that stuff and you get a free delivery on your first order of 10 bucks or more. And if you shop for school supplies, you can't get two pencils for less than 10 bucks. So this is a great thing to at least get a little bit of a break on the delivery. Free delivery that's between now and September 22nd, the first day of fall, ugh, when you shop from, from home with Instacart. So remember, do that. Shop from home with Instacart.com. All right. Two minutes and 45 seconds to go. Brian, birthday Ooh. list. Hit it. Uh, Bob Robert uh, Robert Redford, class, uh, you know, one of the all time great actors. 90. No, not that he's like 72, but you were a little off. He's 86. Happy birthday to Bob Redford. All right, next, another Robert. All right, from uh, the movies to rock and roll, from Robert Redford, let's go to Robert Plant. 74. Bang, you got it. Nice. I knew he was a little younger than Mick Jagger. That's why I guessed that. There you go. Now we're going to the uh, world of uh, kind of, you know, we we have a little experience with this, but not on this lady's level. She's national now. Talking about broadcast news. Connie Chung, Mrs. Maury Povich. 75. No, 76. You're rolling. Very good guess, though. All right, right. this one I just threw in there, not because I like the guy, but uh, I I didn't just the the age. I didn't know he was alive. I know he's alive from the world of boxing. Boxing promoter, whatever you want to call boxing figure, Don King. Uh, Ellen, yep. Just because he curb stomped a guy to death, I don't think, you know, just, you know, don't throw stones. I mean, don't, don't fling, bud. Uh, plus, he could probably have me killed with two phone calls and a handshake. Yeah, uh, yeah text. 92. Oh, you did know he was up there. I thought he was like in his 80s. He is uh, 91. Yeah, like I said, I'm I'm curious what his status is. But anyway, who's their last one? This is a yeah. your favorite all-time television series of all time. Oh, uh, my kids, brothers. My, I, like I said, my my kids like really like Full House, the old '80s show uh, that they watch on reruns reruns on the streaming stuff, and they also like Fuller House, which I guess is a newer show. Uh, but I, you know, I ha- I've said before, we got it. We can't let them watch too much because you got to be careful. You got to be careful of TMS. Too much Stamos can overwhelm you. So I'm talking John Stamos. I want I want I want to say a specific one, but I'm just going to go with a round, nice round number here, sixty. Oh, very close. He's fifty-nine. I was going to say fifty-seven, but I thought he was a little older than. There that. you right. go, Stamos, fifty-nine, still looking good. All right, hey, listen, we jammed it all in there. Brian's going to figure out how to work his computer next week, so we can have a little bit of a longer. We got NFL preview stuff coming just hang up. On, yeah, exactly, all that stuff. Hey, by the way, check your Twitter. I retweeted something, a great movie, which I was hoping will be on your list soon. Strange Brew, 1983. Love that. 
So, all right, that'll do it for this edition of the EDPC podcast. I'm Eric Keys Brian. Till the next time, Brian. Bye bye. See you.